Hello, everyone. Welcome to Eternity, where love never fails. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. This is the Eternity Bible Study Podcast, where we walk through the Bible together every weekday, Monday through Friday. We're podcasting from here in the United States and in Zambia with a goal to share our thoughts and encourage one another as we read God's Word together verse by verse. My co-host in Zambia, Matali, and I are both listening to Through the Bible Podcast and then sharing our thoughts and encouragement with you. From America to Africa and everywhere else, God is in control. As always, our attribution goes to Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee. So if you've ever wanted to try to read the Bible every day, we hope you can join us. We're regular people just like you, trying to learn more about God and walk in step with His Holy Spirit. So if you have your Bible, feel free to read along. And if not, no problem. We'll try to put it all together for you. So let's get started. Hello, everyone. We are in Leviticus chapter 19. And um, Leviticus, you know, we're seeing as a book of rules and and things. Uh, but it's also setting things into very practical uh, ways of carrying out the rules. So in other words, um, and we're in a section now, chapter 19, a call to being holy. And so we've sort of seen, we you know we've seen rules for um, worship and things like that, but now this is really setting out uh, rules for living, living in the real world. As McGee says, social sins. We've talked about the social sins. Now we're applying these rules to social situations. And McGee was sort of making the point that on Sunday. Um, Everybody acts one way sometimes on Sunday, but then on Monday, it's like we go from Sunday to fun day. You know, it's like we act holy on one day, and then we have fun on the other day. We go from Sunday to fun day. But God is saying He's showing us how to put those Ten Commandments into action on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and Saturday. Not just on sun, not just on the day you're supposed to act nice. So let's let's uh, jump in chapter 19, uh, and the Lord is calling us to be holy. Isn't that amazing? The word holy means to be separate, to be set apart, and that's like the holy uh, utensils and the holy temple. It's all to be set apart for God's use and purpose. But he's calling us to be holy. What does that mean practically? Does that mean we just we you know live apart from people and we we're not involved in other people's lives or we don't do anything because we're supposed to be holy? Well, McGee teaches that we are to be holy, but it's in it's holy in how we deal with the social situations, and so we're to honor God in everything we think and say and do and. We're to, in whatever we think and say and do, we give that honor to God. So, Paul teaches, and the Bible teaches, that we are to live separate and set apart. We're not living by the 
flesh we're living by the spirit but nevertheless we have social situations where we can honor god with what we think and say and do so let's jump in with some of this in mind chapter 19 verse 1 and the lord spoke to moses saying speak to all the congregation of the people of israel and say to them you shall be holy for i the lord your god am holy so this is a call for the people to be holy. But I can't be holy. And the Old Testament says, follow my rules to become holy. Follow my rules to act holy. Of course, it's impossible for any one person to do all that. That's why we need Jesus so bad. It shows us how bad we need Jesus so bad because we can't. Follow everything perfectly to be holy. We're sinful. And so Jesus Christ with the gospel message relieves us of that burden to be holy because He is holy. But then we are still to be holy like Jesus. Jesus calls us to be holy also, but holy through Him. And we have the Holy Spirit living in us, helping us. To live dependently by the Spirit. And so, yes, we can be holy because of Christ and His Holy Spirit living in us. And that our bodies are now new bodies living in the body of Christ until we get a new fleshly body. So, it starts here. Be holy. You shall be holy. For I, the Lord your God, am holy. God created us to live and be holy. He never intended us to be sinful people just living around down here. Verse 3, Every one of you shall revere his mother and his father. In other words, fear. Revere. Holiness begins in the home with respect. The mother and the father, the father is like the father to the Lord Jesus. He is representative of what God is on earth. So the father has to remember that. So does the kid. The father has to act in a holy manner towards his children with patient love, kindness, tenderness. But also living in a way that reflects that holiness. And shall keep my Sabbaths. You shall keep my Sabbaths. You've got to show the children to honor the holy days. I am the Lord your God. Do not turn to idols or make for yourselves any gods of cast metal. I am the Lord your God. All right? Don't turn to false idols. And a lot of times false idols today... We can worship money, power, prestige. We can worship a lot of idols. Don't turn to idols in your time of trouble. Turn to the Lord. Or any gods of cast metal. I am the Lord your God. Look how many times he's going to say, I'm the Lord your God. He tells them something, and then he says, look, I am sovereign over that. He tells them something else. I am sovereign over that. I am the Lord your God. When you order, when you offer a sacrifice of peace offering to the Lord, you shall offer it so that you may be accepted. 
it shall be eaten the same day you offer it or in the or on the day after and anything left over until the third day shall be burned up with fire if it is eaten all on the third day it is tainted it will not be accepted and everyone who eats it shall bear his iniquity because he has profaned what is holy to the Lord and that person shall be cut off from his people so an offering to God can give to God God's portion and you eat your portion and you don't just leave it around you don't just treat it like any kind of food it needs to be a part of that offering ceremony to God and it needs to be eaten or then just burn it up and get rid of it. And not a bad practice because if you just leave food laying over for leftovers, it's going to get spoiled. Bacteria is going to start growing in it and people are going to get sick. So it's another way for God's, God's wisdom to take care of His people. Verse 9. When you reap the harvest of your land... You shall not reap your field right up to its edge. Neither shall you gather the gleanings after your harvest. And you shall not strip your vineyard bare. Neither shall you gather the fallen grapes of your vineyard. You shall leave them for the poor and for the sojourner, you know, the traveler. I am the Lord your God. In other words, you know, now you're out there planting your stuff. Don't pick everything that you plant. Leave some for the poor. This is how you treat your neighbor as yourself. God is telling people. He's calling people to be holy. How do you be holy? You have compassion. You have compassion for others. Then he says, I'm the Lord your God. Verse 11. You shall not steal. You shall not deal falsely. You shall not lie to one another. You shall not swear by my name falsely, and so profane the name of your God. I am the Lord. It's like the Ten Commandments, isn't it? Don't steal, don't lie, don't cheat, don't swear. By my name falsely. It puffs yourself up to use God's name, but don't false. Don't testify in court falsely. Because you're profaning my name. Verse 13. You shall not oppress your neighbor or rob him. The wages of a hired worker shall not remain with you all night until the morning. If, if you owe somebody money, pay him. This is a great principle here. And sometimes I see this uh, being violated in everyday <clears throat> business. You know, you work, you work real hard for your wages, and then your the employer holds a partial portion of the payment until later. And then we measure you again to see if you do it, and then I'll give you a percentage of what you're, you deserve. That's not a good way. It's not a godly principle. From Leviticus 19. Pay off your workers. Verse 14. You shall not curse the deaf or, or put a stumbling block before the blind, but you shall fear your God. I am the Lord. 
Don't put barriers for people with disabilities there, huh? Verse 15, you shall do no injustice in court. You shall not be partial to the poor or defer to the great, but in righteousness you shall judge your neighbor. You shall not go around and be as as a slanderer among people, and you shall not stand up against the life of your neighbor. I am the Lord. Don't put people down. And if you're judging someone as a judge in the court, don't just be partial to the poor just because they're poor because you're being unjust you're being unjust to the rich and don't defer to the great or the rich just because they're great you want to put your blindfold on and be impartial and a lot of times that goes to the color of the skin or the perception we see great great principles of what justice and being a judge means. And quite frankly, I think that principle applies to all of us. Even though we're not official judges, we see people trying to judge one another all the time based on their conditions. It's a call to loving one another, not judging one another. Verse 17, you shall not hate your brother in your heart, but you shall reason frankly with your neighbor, lest you incur sin because of him. Don't hate and don't try to reason with your neighbor in all kind of convoluted ways. Just be frank. Talk straight to people. You shall not take vengeance or bear a grudge against the sons of your own people, but you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. This is what holiness looks like. Not trying to sit up and burn incense in your house and just wonder, you know, read Scripture, read your Bible, and do everything and never go out of the house. But when you do, he's saying, treat your neighbor as yourself. Love your neighbor as yourself. That is major. That's hard to do. Talk frankly to your neighbor. Love your neighbor as yourself. Verse 19, you shall keep my statutes. You shall not let your cattle breed with a different kind. You shall not sow your field with two kinds of seed. You shall... Nor shall you wear a garment of cloth made of two kinds of material. This kind of goes back to keeping my statutes and being set apart. That behavior, it's kind of a symbolism to keep the cattle separate, to keep the garments kind of separate, to keep the seed that you plant separate. Verse 20, if a man lies sexually with a woman who is a slave assigned to another man and not yet ransomed or given her her freedom, a distinction shall be made. They shall not be put to death because she was not free, but he shall bring his compensation to the Lord to the entrance of the tent of the meeting, a ram for a guilt offering, and a priest shall make atonement for him with the ram of the guilt offering before the Lord for his sin that he has committed and he shall be forgiven for the sin that he has committed. It's not condoning slavery. It's 
just talking about the condition. Many times people would voluntarily instead of they didn't have banks, they didn't take out loans, but if someone someone wanted to buy a field or someone had to borrow money, they would lend the other person their time. I will serve you for you know, three years after the three years, you know, that paid my time paid off the field. That's how they that's how they they didn't have a credit system. That's how they did it. So that was a lot of times the Bible talks about slavery or as a slave as that is a voluntary system of making a transaction. So it's like that could be. Now, there also is slavery, especially like when the Assyrians came through and the Babylonians came through and the Romans came through and the Egyptians came through. You know, all these different conquests of people created slavery also when people took people prisoners. But that form of slavery in Israel was different. That was more of a voluntary voluntary system. So if somebody is serving you voluntarily, you have to treat them right. You have to treat them correctly. And you cannot um, kill them or do anything, you know, against them in that position of inferiority. You have to acknowledge your own sin. Verse 23, when you come into the land and plant any kind of tree for food, you shall regard its fruit as forbidden. Three years it shall be forbidden to you. It must not be eaten. In the fourth year, all of its fruit shall be holy, an offering of praise to the Lord. But in the fifth year, you may eat of its fruit to increase its yield. For you, I am the Lord your God. And McGee teaches that by doing this, you allow the tree to grow more. And uh, you can't eat the tree or to be or pluck it or anything until the third year it can be plucked. But the fourth year, the fourth year it can be plucked. To offering as an offering to God, but the fifth year you can eat it. And uh, that was a way to actually increase the yield of the tree, um, according to McGee. God knew how to do that. Just teaching people how to grow trees and how to produce more fruit. Verse 26, You shall not eat any flesh with the blood in it. We've talked about that before in Leviticus. You shall not interpret omens or tell fortunes. You shall not round off the hair on your temples or mar the edges of your beard. You shall not make any cuts on your body for the dead or tattoo yourselves. I am the Lord. These, uh, My study Bible says these were practices of the Canaanites. Um, so a call to, uh, the call to holiness requires Israel not 
to act like these pagans in any areas of their life. Now, of course, right now, that doesn't really condemn people right now. These were rules that people had to do when they were dependent on the Old Testament, the Old Covenant. But Jesus Christ, again, shows us that we don't need to depend on all of these things. We just need to depend on Christ. But again, a call to holiness. Verse 29, Do not profane your daughter by making her a prostitute, lest the land fall into prostitution and the land become full of depravity. So in other words, if you're in debt, don't fall into temptation by using your daughter in prostitution to earn money. No, no, no. You shall keep my Sabbaths and reverence my sanctuary. I am the Lord. God says, look, I am sovereign over that. Do not turn to mediums or necromancers. In other words, try to tell fortunes again. Do not seek them out, and so to make yourselves unclean by them. I am the Lord your God. In other words, don't try to tell the future. Don't try to get prophecy. Don't try to look to these folks for direction. No, look to me. Verse 32, you shall stand up before the gray head and honor the face of an old man, and you shall fear your God. I am the Lord. You've got to honor those elderly folks. They represent authority. Verse 33, when a stranger sojourns with you in your land, you shall... Not do him wrong. You shall treat the stranger who sojourns with you as the native among you, and you shall love him as yourself. For you were strangers in the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. In other words, you know what it's like to be a stranger. So when you see a stranger, don't treat him like a stranger. Treat him like yourself. Treat him like your own family. That is hard to do, isn't it? This is a call. To, this is what holiness looks like. Don't go to church every day or on Sundays and just talk to your own little group when there's a stranger standing right in front of you or somebody you don't know. Are you loving him as yourself, him or her? Verse 35. You shall do no wrong in judgment in measures of length or weight or quantity. You shall have just balances, just weights, a just ifa, and a just hen. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt. If you're going to weigh things, that's how money transactions were getting made. Use a just set of weights. Don't be a cheap. God says, I am the Lord your God. In other words, I am sovereign over what you do in this area. And if you don't do it, I'm going to condemn you for it. Verse 37, And you shall observe all my statutes and all my rules and do them. I am the Lord. Do them. Don't just observe them. Do them. Don't just know all the rules. You've got to put these rules into practice. Easier said than done. 
So we're going to stop here in this book of Leviticus, this powerful book of Leviticus. My goodness, the call to be holy. This is what it looks like. But this is what Christ lived out when no one else could. But through Christ, we have the ability to be holy as God originally intended for us to be. So we're going to stop here. We'll turn the rest of the podcast over to my co-host in Zambia, Matali. Matali, I hope you're doing great. Look forward to hearing your take on this study today. And as always, from me to all of you, God bless you. Keep your hearts centered on Christ. And we'll see you here next time.